0: This is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 135 of the podcast that was originally recorded on October 16th of 2016. Some of the games I played this week, Pathfinder Adventure Card Game, we're continuing our adventures in Rise of the Rune Lords, played a little deck builder called Don't Turn Your Back, really nice macabre look to this game. A little Mystic Veil, Veil of Magic. Yes, the expansion for this game I actually did get a chance to play. And then on my PC, I played a little Seven Days to Die. I also talked about a few of the games that I want to play. Enjoy the episode. Hey, gamers. Welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzie from What I'm Playing Now and welcome to episode 135 of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. As always, you can send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join us over at BoardGameGeek and our guild. We are guild number two four four zero. We will have some conversations over there on some of the stuff we're playing. On Twitter, follow me at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G, like I always say. On Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now. On Google Plus, we are plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And then as always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. All right, let's jump into a few of the things that I've played for the past maybe two weeks or so. I have a few other games that aren't on my list today that I am working on reviews for, and I want to get played a few more times before I actually discuss them on the show. But today is Sunday. It is the third Sunday of the month. My Pathfinder Adventure Card Game Group met today as we meet on the first and third Sundays of the month. We knocked out three of the adventures in Scenario 3, so we actually brought Scenario 3 to a close today. We are able to... Now pick our roll cards which everybody is very excited for. I can't wait to start adventure set 4 and see where that's going to bring us. The one adventure path or the one adventure in scenario 3 we actually played three or four times because we had a couple of people who weren't who weren't un, weren't able to show up during a couple of our meetups and then last week when we or last time when we actually tried to win at that one we actually ran out of time so four of us attempted it again today we finished that one and then played the final two in scenario 3 and we were very excited to be able to knock that out and like i said pick our roll card and then just add another card to our deck and continue on with the Pathfinder Adventure Card game Rise of the Rune Lords game that we are currently working on and then a couple Thursdays ago, one of the games that we played down at my local game store is a little, I guess you could call it a deck builder, because that's basically what it is. But the more interesting thing you're kind of doing in this game is not only are you building a deck, you're actually utilizing those cards almost as workers and placing them on different spots on the board To do different things and function differently so the name of this game is called don't turn your back and this is more of a dark macabre type of game the art in this game is definitely probably not one for the younger kids in the audience out there definitely probably teens and above. But uh, I really enjoyed this game. It's It's just a normal deck builder where you're starting off with a deck of cards. I think you're drawing five cards to your hand. You're playing those at different spots on the board. The different spots on the board, some cards can only be played in certain locations of the board. Other ones may not be able to be placed there. When you're placing the cards in different spots, they can possibly do different um, actions, which are very interesting. There's one spot on the board that is called the 13th district. There are only four cards that are available to go here. There is a law card beneath that part of the board, and that law card is basically telling you on that turn what the winner in the 13th district will actually achieve or get for that round, and it could be victory points. It could be a couple of different things, and there's, it's all the cards are different as far as when you're playing there, so you really need to read the cards and understand what the goal is for that round and for that particular spot on the board. There's other parts on the board that will give you points to where you can buy cards that are um, out in front of you, that you can then add to your deck. So it's a really cool, fun game. As far as deck builders go, I really liked it. I really liked the combination of deck building as well as I mean I hate to say worker placement but that's probably the best way to describe it because your cards are actually doing different things on the board and they they are becoming they are your workers I mean even though they're not little meeples but the cards are being used as workers so that's the best way to describe it is that you know the cards that you're building from your deck are going to be utilized on the board in those different areas so this is there there is some um, kind of like attacking other opponents in this game that you can do with some of the cards so if you are against possibly attacking other players in your games maybe this game might not be for you the group that I played it with we had a great time playing this one and I had seen this game down at my local game store before but really it just kind of looked past it I really wasn't too familiar with it I really didn't read too much of the box it looked kind of cool But um, after playing it, I definitely wouldn't mind having this game added to my collection. I thought it was really cool. I like the art style. Like I said, it is a little more dark and a little more macabre, I would say, from the way the the graphic art is done within this game. But it's a really cool – it's set in a really cool kind of style, and the cards just fit with the game perfectly, and – if you haven't played this game yet, see if somebody in down at your local game store or somebody has it in their collection and they can break it down for you to maybe give it a shot because it, I thought it was actually a really cool game and one that I'm glad that we actually got to the table. And then this past week, my buddy Eric picked up... a Mystic Veil, Veil of Magic. This is actually the expansion to Mystic Veil, which I'm not too sure if this is out yet or not, but he was able to obtain a a copy of the expansion. Now, the expansion for this game is introducing 54 new advancement cards and 18 new Veil cards, and I believe you're just shuffling those cards into the base set for Mystic Veil and then playing with them like you would normally a game of Mystic Veil. Now, I my group liked like Mystic Veil. My wife and I have played the game quite a bit. It does seem after playing it for a while that the game could kind of just become I would I don't want to say bland, but it just seems like there there it, it could it could use an expansion. And after we added the expansion into the game, I would say It's definitely something that you want to purchase. If you're a Mystic Veil fan, adding the expansion in, it just takes the game to the next level. It adds in enough cards and enough new mechanics that some of the things will, you know, will kind of trigger when some of the cards are purchased. So there's just enough different cards that are added to the base set that just kind of give the game that nice finishing touch that it kind of just needs to just make it just that much better of a game. I really liked it. When the game actually comes out around the area, I will or when the expansion comes out, I guess I should say. I will definitely be picking up the expansion, adding it to my collection, and throwing it into the base set for Mystic Veil. Vale. We thought that some of the combinations that you were actually able to kind of pull off with the expansion were pretty cool. And it just it just mixed up the game enough to just give the game that much more life. So Mystic Veil, Veil of Magic, if you haven't played Mystic Veil yet, definitely play the base game. And if you like the base game, the expansion will just be kind of like the cherry on the top of a Sunday for you. It'll just finish it off for you. All right, after that, we played a few other games, like I said, but I really haven't played those games enough that are that's going to let me really talk about those for the podcast. So I kind of want to... Get a few more plays under my belt. A couple of the games that I want to do some better reviews on are going to be Clank, which I hopefully have coming up here in the near future, as well as Coffee Roaster, which is a solo player game that I have had a lot of fun playing. And I see that there's some discussions on some of the Facebook groups in. So I want to play that a few more times and just get, get the instructions and the rules a little bit better under my belt so I can chat about that one. But those are a couple of the reviews that we're going to be talking about in some upcoming shows. One video game, actually, that I've been playing on my PC, I've actually gone back a little bit to Seven Days to Die. Uh, the the developers of this game actually just released Alpha 15 a couple of weeks ago and i got to spend a, a little bit of time with this now they do recommend when you're starting the expansion for this one or for the this new elf, i guess you could say that you do start off with the new world and so i did that i lost all of the work that i had done in this previous world but i was kind of okay with that because some of the new stuff that they're adding to the game as far as having safe areas as well as traders in the game as well as a few other things have just really brought the game into it, it feels it feels really fresh and exciting again. And starting off from the beginning isn't really as terrifying as it was the first couple of times I played. I kind of have the rules down of that game pretty good. I kind of got the crafting down. I know what I need to do to get a nice um, settlement and area built up that will withstand several of the hordes when you get to day seven and beyond in the game. So I'm really looking forward to building my camp back up, and I'm kind of hoping I can actually get my wife maybe playing this one with me so we could do a little multiplayer online in this one and run our own private little server here in the house and that the two of us can build up and work on. So Seven Days to Die, they're already talking about... Um, Alpha 16, actually, which I was watching a few videos on and they had actually put a few posts on their forums where they were asking for questions on what some of the player base would like to see or some questions that they had with Alpha 15. And some of the developers were actually going through and making a YouTube video where they were just reading the questions from the forum and actually answering, which I thought was actually pretty cool. So if you're looking for maybe a survival type of horror game, you like zombies, seven days to die. I've talked about this one several times on the podcast, but I definitely wanted to mention again, since the alpha 15 had just come out and alpha 15, I believe is probably from what I was reading on their forums is the biggest release that they've actually done. As far as um, alphas have gone. So I think that's pretty cool that they're still supporting the game. And I've been playing this one for probably close to two years now. I think I got this one probably two Christmases ago. So, I mean, they've been putting a lot of work into this game. And it, it actually shows. The graphics are have improved greatly since the first time I played it. And just the playability of the game are, is just really just shined. And has just be, received a lot of polish over the over the past two years. So those are the games I played for the week. There are a few things that I'm really interested in playing. One of the things that I saw on Board Game Geek, 51st State Master Set is actually getting an expansion. It is called Scavengers. I am a huge fan of 51st State. I actually received in the mail from Portal Games a couple of weeks ago. I wasn't able to talk about this on the podcast, but I had ordered the two faction cards that they have on their website, as well as some of the other expansion and small releases that they have to add into the master set. I ordered pretty much everything that I could from their site. I was a little bummed when the first package that I received from them was water damaged, but they responded to me actually extremely fast. I sent them an email on Friday by Monday. I had received a response from them saying that they were sending me out new um, cards, and I had just told them that everything was fine, other than the faction cards. But when I received the the second package from them, they had sent me out everything that I had received in the first package, and it was which was actually kind of good because one of the cards, even though I didn't notice, it wasn't water damaged at first; it did look like it from just some of the moisture that the card just wasn't as flat and just wasn't as normal as as possible. So, I'm very happy with Portal Games. I cannot thank them enough for supporting their products and actually just being just a great publisher of games. And it's a really good sign when a company when you order something from them and there is something wrong with the shipment that they respond so quickly and and the turnaround was just great. I've already gotten the new stuff. The new stuff it came perfectly, and I just cannot wait to get this added to the game. And I think we have a pretty good big game of 51st State planned down at my local game store. In a couple of Mondays, we have a group of us that are going to be getting together um, and we're going to be actually playing with some of the new faction cards and all of the new stuff that I actually purchased for it. So I will be talking about that probably in some upcoming episodes. So if you're a 51st State fan, listen for that coming up in some later episodes. And then one of the other big things this past week is a little game called Mechs vs. Minions. This is a game from Riot Games. This is based on their League of Legends video game, which is probably one of the bigger video games. It's a MOBA, so it's a multiplayer online battle arena is what it is. And I don't play League of Legends but I do play Dota 2 and I played Heroes of the Storm which is the one from Blizzard so I've played several of the MOBAs over the past couple of years I am familiar with them I'm really interested to see how this Mech versus Minions is going to turn out it seems that the board game community was just all over this and everybody was really excited to play it because they pretty much took down Riot's website and store when they were going when they actually put the orders up the other day which is kind of impressive considering that, you know, Riot is running probably one of the largest online games around right now with League of Legends. It's huge. If you ever go on to Twitch TV, League of Legends is usually one of the most streamed and most watched games that's probably on Twitch. And there are just people playing this game constantly throughout the day. So considering that people that the Borium community was able to take down their stores, you know, their their online store, I say kudos to everybody who actually ordered this game. And from some of the Facebook groups I was in, it seemed that there were some frustrated people out there who were having trouble getting the game and maybe didn't get the game within the first shipment, and they had to maybe wait for the second shipment. So it'll be interesting to actually see how the game actually turns out. This is a game I'm not really going to jump on the hype train for yet, mainly because I really want to play this one before I actually jump into this game and actually purchase it. It's, it's not that expensive of a game for all the miniatures and stuff that you're getting, and it does look pretty cool, but it is a co-op game, and I'm not really too sure how League of Legends is going to transfer over to co-op. It seems that everybody that plays it, and some of the reviews I've been reading, it it seems like it's a really great game. I kind of want to play this for myself to actually see how how it plays for me and if it's something that I'm going to want to add to my collection or not. So until I can actually, until actually somebody gets a copy locally in the area and I can sit down and play it, I will leave my reservations and my reviews of the game until then. But that's going to be it. We're going to do a short episode this week. I will be back next week. I'll try to have some more reviews in and done for the show. But until then, as always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can join us in some conversations over on Board Game Geek. We have our guild over there. It's 2440. The guild name is what I'm playing now on Twitter. We are at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G. Like I always say on Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now. Our Google plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And then as always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. All right. Until next episode, everybody, thank you for joining me. As always, you know what to do. Go out there, play some games, and then don't forget to let me know what you're playing now. Have a great week, everybody, and we will see you later. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.